Good evening. We're going to get started tonight. Glad you're here. Glad you made the effort to be here. Uh, let's start off with a word of prayer tonight. Dear Father, we come. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for uh, a Savior. We're thankful for hope. We're thankful for peace. We're thankful for a future. And so we come in the middle of the week, and Lord, we fix our eyes upon you. Uh, we turn to you. We praise you. We worship you. Uh, we, we pray for this night, that you'd be known through it, that you'd be honored in it. Uh, we pray for our, our kids' classes meeting tonight. I pray uh, that they are going to grow in your truth, that, that again, a foundation would be uh, built and stacked upon. I pray for our, our youth tonight, same thing, that, that they would hear your truth, they would hear your word, that they would be shaped by it. And I pray that there would be a lasting foundation. And then I pray for, for our class, for the other adult classes tonight, I pray that you would lead us through your word, that you would direct us through your word. I pray that we'd be wise uh, to hear, uh, to listen, and then to be obedient, to walk it out, uh, and, and all of that for your name's sake and for your glory. Lord, we, we, again, we praise you and we thank you, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to continue tonight. We are uh, moving right along. We're in our 51st lesson. Tonight, we're going to continue in the book of Proverbs. We've really got one more lesson on a section of the Proverbs before we continue in our study. Uh, we went through Psalms kind of the same way, and then again, several weeks in the Proverbs. Tonight, our key verses are going to be several sets of verses that are lifted out of the Proverbs, and so really there's no set verse, but we're going to have some that we pull out. Uh, our key point tonight, uh, God's people are to be generous. It is a trait that is evident in God himself, and today we're also going to learn that being generous is a wise thing. So tonight we're going to talk about the blessing of giving. We're going to talk about being generous, a trait that we see in God, uh, but, but maybe a new way to see that, that it is a wise thing. It's not just a good thing. It's not just a moral thing. It's not just a gracious thing, but it's actually a wise thing. So we're going to see the wisdom behind uh, our being a generous person. All right, question to start off tonight is this. Uh, are you generous? Are you a generous person? And I, I think, I don't know, I think most people would say, yeah, I think I am. I think I'm pretty generous. Are you a generous person? And then the second part of that is what would other people say? Uh, what would your friends say? What would your family members say? Would they say, yeah, this is a generous person? Starting off, we're going to really have a, a re- uh, focus on the truth, and I think it's important to see every week. Uh, these are not just uh, pieces of the world's wisdom. This is God's wisdom given to us in the book of Proverbs. Uh, this is what he wants us to have. He wants us to grow in his wisdom. He wants us to possess his wisdom. He wants us to be shaped by it. As we do, uh, he is honored and we are blessed. I want to start off in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 2 through 5. To know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to get to the youth knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning. Listen to that. A wise man will hear and increase in learning. A man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. So again, setting the tone, uh, this is God's wisdom given to us. He wants us to hear it. He wants us to be shaped by it. Uh, 
not just to hear it, but again, be impacted by his truth, his wisdom. All right, with that understanding, we're going to continue in the book of Proverbs, looking at uh, the blessing of giving, or really the topic of generosity. All right, I've got some points here on your worksheet that we'll work through. Uh, the first point tonight is this. Generosity blesses God. Generosity blesses God. Now, that sounds crazy uh, just for me to say that. It, it, it at least sounds very weird for me to say that, that generosity blesses God. Um, here's the truth. God's wisdom is exactly opposite of the world's wisdom. There's the world's wisdom. The wor there's the world's logic. And we see God's wisdom, God's logic, is opposite of the world's wisdom. Um, over and over again, we see things, we can look at a lot of examples that seem like they would be logical in the world's way, but when we look to God's word, it actually is the opposite thing. Well, we're going to see that over and over in this subject of generosity. When it comes to generosity, we're going to see how opposite God's thinking is from the world's way of thinking. Well, the first truth again is this. When we are generous, it blesses God. Now, that sounds like a weird thing. How in the world would we bless God? Uh, what would the process for that be? Uh, what does God need for from us? And so it seems like a weird thing to say that when we are generous, it blesses God. Uh, let's start off Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. Listen to this. One who is gracious to a poor man lends to the Lord, and he, the Lord, will repay him for his good deed. One who is gracious to a poor man lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his good deed. What a crazy idea that is, that we would lend to the Lord. How are you going to lend to the Lord? That's what the verse says. Well, the idea is this. When we are generous to other people, it's as if we are doing it for the Lord. And so when you're generous to somebody else, how do you lend to the Lord? It's as if you're doing it for the Lord. And so it is a show of love. It is a show of respect for God when we're gracious to others. When you're generous to somebody else, it honors God. It blesses God. It's the same as if you were doing it to God or for God. Very simply, to bless others in generosity is to bless God. That's what the Bible says. He is pleased and he is honored. Uh, there's another verse in Proverbs 3, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. It's talking about giving, but it reinforces this truth when it says this. Honor the Lord from your wealth. Honor the Lord from your wealth. Generosity blesses God. And so that's the first point. When you are generous, it blesses God. It pleases God. And it's as if you're doing it to or for God. Um, pretty big thing to think about. If I were to ask you, do you want to please God? Do you want to honor God? Uh, do you want to be a blessing to God? Do you want to show your love for God? And I think most of us say, yeah, for sure we do. Well, then here's what the Bible says. Then be generous to others. You want to honor God? You want to be pleasing in his sight? You want to show God how much you love him? Then you be generous to other people. So that's the first part. When we are generous, it is a blessing to God. It honors him. It pleases him. 
Seems crazy, but that is the biblical truth. Second point tonight is this. Generosity also blesses us. And so when you're generous, it is a blessing to God. It is also a blessing to us. Now, I want you to think about that. The fact that we can bless God, that seems opposite of what's logical. Well, this one here, if you're giving things away, if you're being generous, how does that bless you? Now, that doesn't seem logical. The world would say, if you're generous, it might be a kind thing, it might be a nice thing, but it is a net loss for you. And I think there's folks, there's maybe a, a way of thinking that if you're too generous, you'll never get ahead. And hey, you've got a generous heart. We like that, but that's not a wise thing. That, you're not going to get ahead. And it is a net loss for you to be a generous person. I think the world uh, kind of teaches that. If you notice, now if you're wealthy here, don't get offended. Uh, some wealthy people prove that mindset as they are not, not generous to others. Um, I can remember it's been a long, long time ago. Um, there, was, there was a fundraiser, I think it was for the Booster Club, and, and my dad, I was a senior in high school, and he was going around, and, and hey, we're raising money for the Booster Club, and we were trying to get something. I don't know what they were going to get. And my dad said at the end of that month, it was interesting that the folks with the most money gave the least money. And there was a guy that was worth probably $20 million and he made a big deal about giving him an envelope. And dad thought, well, this might be enough to, to do all we need to do. And it had $10 in it. And then there's folks that, that didn't have two nickels to rub together. And they're working hard. And they were generous. I think that is the mindset. Um, and I think wealthy people sometimes prove that mindset. Now think about that. Shouldn't wealthy people be the most generous and poor people be less so. That, that ought to be logical. If you, if you don't have much, you shouldn't be generous. Um, and if you got a bunch, you ought to be generous. That ought to be how it works. But it really is not always uh, how it proves true. Uh, I don't know what your experiences are. I think maybe we would come around uh, to the same conclusion. Here's the question. Why do you think that is? If somebody with not much money is seems to be very generous, and somebody with a lot of resources is not very generous, why do you think that is? And here, here's what I've concluded. Uh, when you have a lot of money, there is a certain amount of stress in keeping that money, in protecting that money. And I think folks that never have much money don't have that stress. They've got different stresses. But I think there's folks, and they've got a lot of money now, there's a lot of worry, a lot of stress about keeping that money. Now, the, how I come to that conclusion is I watch my, uh, some of my friends uh, and, and when their family is dealing with money, uh, I have a couple of good friends that have quite a bit of money, and they fight over it all the time. They change the wheel two times a year. One of the brothers is not talking to the other brother. Somebody's going to sue somebody else. Uh, when they when they execute the will, somebody's upset, and I and I start watching. There's plenty there, more than than most of us will ever have, but there's some amount of stress uh, tied to keeping the money together, holding the money, and I think that stress maybe becomes a weighty thing for those folks. Uh, let me let me read some verses. 
Proverbs 11. Twenty-four and twenty-five. Now listen to these words. There is one who scatters and yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due, and yet it results only in want. Verse 25. The generous man will be prosperous, and he who waters will himself be watered. Let me read those two verses again. There is one who scatters, who gives out and yet increases all the more. That seems opposite. And there is one who withholds, who keeps it in, what is justly due, and yet it results only in want. The generous man will be prosperous, and he who waters will himself be watered. All right, let me go to another set of verses. Proverbs 21, verse 13. He who shuts his ear to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be answered. He who shuts his ear to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be answered. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord, honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. All right, here's the thing. God is telling us, here's his wisdom. Our generosity is a blessing to us because God blesses generosity. Our generosity is a blessing to us because God blesses generosity. Verses, those are just three, three verses. We can look at a whole lot more than that. God says, when you're generous, he sees that. He takes note of that. He blesses generous people. And so that, that's, that's his economy. You want to be blessed by God? Uh, you want God to see and, and bless you? Then be a generous person. That's very simple, very plain there. And so the question then becomes, do we trust what God has said or do we trust conventional logic? And that really becomes uh, the issue. Hey, I don't have much money. Shouldn't I be saving this? Wouldn't it be careless to give it away? Wouldn't it be even dumb to give it away? Uh, shouldn't I be prudent? Maybe there'll be a better time down the road, and I'll be prudent here, and I'll be generous uh, some other time. Uh, I don't want to get carried away. Let's not get carried away. Uh, here's, the, here's what the, the Bible says. Here's what God's word says. If you are generous, God will bless you. The question is this. Do you believe what God has said? Here, here's the point to all that. Can you expect God to provide for you if you're being generous to honor him? Can you expect that? Hey, I don't know if, if we're going to make it. I don't know if, if, if we'll make the summer if we're this generous. Uh, can you expect God to provide for you if you're generous, what well, God says, he blesses generosity. So the first thing, it is in honor of him. Uh, it pleases him. It is a blessing to him. Second thing, it is a blessing to us because God sees and he blesses those who are generous. All right, next thing is this. Generosity blesses others. Generosity blesses others. 
Now, this one makes sense. Uh, I think it is what we would expect. Hey, if, if you're generous to somebody, it is a blessing to that person. Now, that makes sense. That is logical. Uh, but it's an important truth for us to remember. God calls for his people to provide, to take care of those in need around them. That is his system. In the church, we're to provide for the widows. We're to provide for the orphans. We're to provide for those in need in the church. That is God's system. That is how uh, his system works. In fact, a lot of times we say, well, I hope God provides, and the way he's going to provide is through some of his people that are going to be generous. I don't know if we're expecting a big bag of money to fall in somebody's car or something, when the truth is he's going to provide, but the way he's going to provide is through the generosity of his people. Proverbs 21.13. We looked at this before, we're going to look at it again. He who shuts his ear to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be answered. He who shuts his ear to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be answered. The picture of, of that verse, verse 13, is a person who can see but acts like they can't see. You ever go somewhere and there's somebody that doesn't want to see you and, and they will look across you? It happens to me sometimes. And, and you know they saw you, you're kind of, hey, and they just look across you like they can't see you. Uh, you're, hey, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I don't want to see him. And I, maybe I'll do that to other folks. I don't know. Uh, that's what this verse is talking about. You can see, but you act like you cannot see. Uh, this is a person that sees the need, but you know what? I, I'm not going to act like I see that need. And, and, and maybe we're too busy uh, maybe we think, well, I, I'm not, I don't have time for that right now. Maybe we think, I'm not able to help. I'm not able to help. I don't want to get mixed up in that. I'm not able to help uh, with that. And yet, those that are in need are right around them. Proverbs 29, verse 7. The righteous is concerned for the rights of the poor. The wicked does not understand such concern. I, I want to think about a mindset right here. Being very honest, as a whole, um, there's, a, there's a lot of things tied to this. Um, our attitude a lot of time is that if somebody is in need, there must be an issue with that person. Now, when I think about that, I, I was reading a, a a study, a, a socioeconomic study, and it's funny that people always think the group they belong to is better than somebody else's group. And so you could be the poorest of person, but you think, well, at least I'm not as poor as them. And there's always somebody lower than you on the scale. There is a mindset that, that we think if somebody's in need, they must be wasteful. They must be dumb. They must be lazy. There must be some reason they're in need. There must be some issue. And so I think sometimes we think, well, the reason they're in need, they're just too dumb to have money. They just wasted all their money. Well, they're not taking care of their business. Sometimes that's true. The book of Proverbs addresses that. But I think a lot of times we use that as an excuse. Here's some, here's some questions. 
How much should we help somebody? How much? Somebody has a need? How much should we help somebody? Here's another question. Is there a limit to how much you should help somebody? It, well, that's enough. We've reached the limit. Is there a limit? Is it not wise to just, just, to just go crazy? Is there, is there a, a point of going, you know what, it's time for you to take care of this on your own? Um, here's a question. Do you feel, and there's no right answer, do you feel differently about solicited help, which means somebody comes along and says, hey, I, I'm going to need $180 for my water bill, and I don't, I'm not, I don't have that right now, and if I could get some help. Do you feel different about solicited help uh, than you do about unsolicited help, where you just look down there and go, man, it looks like they're struggling, it looks like there's a hard thing going on, and I want to help those people. It, does it change our attitude if somebody actually says, hey, I'm going to need some help? Here's a question. What about people who abuse those who seek to be generous? Um, I, I never knew this until I worked for a church and in a church. Um, there are people that are professionals at receiving aid. And it's funny, if, if you don't talk to all the churches, they'll go to five churches in one day. Uh, they'll, they'll, um, it, it's funny, there's, a, there's always a, a set that we're headed to a funeral. We're going to a funeral and we need $300. We're going to a funeral and we need $100. We're going to a funeral and we, there's been a couple of times we called and see if there's even a funeral and there's not a funeral. Um, what about people that trade on that? And I think if we're not careful, we say, well, can't help them. We're not going to get we're not going to get played like that. Um, that's a hard thing, and we've got to be discerning. But at the same time, we're supposed to be generous. Here's what I would say about that. That is one of the hardest things I think to discern. But here's what I would tell you: God sees, and God knows, and God knows your heart. And hey, I'd like to help you, but I think you're just robbing me blind. He knows your heart. Or, hey, I just gave you all the money and you did rob me blind. He knows your heart with that. And what he says is this. You can't be too generous. God blesses generous people. So you know what? There's people that take advantage. There's people that are hard to read. There's people that, are, that get hoodwinked. I'm one of them. Uh, but you know what? God sees your heart and, and we want to err on the side of being a generous people. I wonder now when I think about that. Think about God for just a second. We're going we're gonna to move on in a second. But I think about if God is generous and, we're, and we're, we're copying him by being generous, what do you think he thinks about people like me and like you who he blesses and then we forget to even thank him? Or he blesses us and we're not grateful. Or he blesses us and we squander it in, in ridiculous living. Uh, and then think about providing a savior at the cost of self. He actually pays for sin. He's gracious. He pays for sin. He provides a savior, and people do not receive that savior. People mock that savior. People belittle that savior. You know what God does? He's generous anyway. He provides a savior. He makes a way for all sinners, and he's gracious. I think that is our example. All right, last the last point, we've got one more thing after that. The last point is this. Generosity is Christ-like. So it blesses God. It honors him. 
It blesses us because God blesses those who are generous. It blesses others. A lot of times that's how God provides for folks. The last one, generosity is Christ-like. Proverbs 29, 7 again. The righteous is concerned for the rights of the poor. The wicked does not understand such concerns. All right. The righteous person, I want to explain this. The righteous person has their righteousness in Christ. And the Bible says there's no one righteous. No, not one. Our righteousness only comes from Christ. So the righteous person, they have their righteousness in Christ and they act in righteousness seeking to imitate Christ. Now, now see, there's two sides there. We are righteous because of the work of Christ and we seek to act in righteousness because of the righteousness of Christ that we're seeking to imitate. Very simply, all that means this. To be generous Seeking to bless other people is a Christ-like act and attitude. So when you are generous to other people in action and in attitude, that is imitating our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, in a very tough way, on the flip side, to not be generous is to act and to think counter to the way of Jesus. And so you know what? If you're stingy, and that's your fallback position. And you know what? I'm not going to help you. I'm not even going to hear that need out. Uh, on the flip side, when our attitude and our actions are not generous, that is exactly opposite of our Savior Jesus. All right, 1 John 3, 17, going to the New Testament. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Let me read that again. But whoever has the world's good and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? That's not what Christ would do. That is not Christ-like. Right, let me go to another set of New Testament verses. All right, 1 Timothy 6, 17 and 18, it says this. Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God. Now, there's some folks that, hey, I'm too good. They're conceited. They're proud. That's one excuse. Another is they fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches. I can't let this go. I've got to keep it. I'm going to need it. I'm going to provide for, for whatever. And so that's another reason they would keep it. They fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Let me read verse 18 again. Tell those folks they've got some wealth. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. It honors God, we learned that in the first point, to be generous. It imitates Christ, we learned that in the last point, to be generous.
We are to be a generous people. If we're going to honor God, if we're going to please God, if we're going to be a tool in his hand to bless others, and, and if we're going to imitate our Savior, Jesus Christ, we are to be a generous people. All right, here's what I figured out. That's not normal. That's not normal. Um, that's not natural. I, I think there's something in us that says hold on to it. I was thinking about this. I believe I was six years old, and I was, I was going to Hawken Elementary School, had a first grade class, and there was a little girl in the class, and she invited the whole class. Back then, there was probably 15, 16 of us in the class. She invited the whole class to her birthday party. And so we got this little, this little card. There's a birthday party. Uh, back then, there was the Allingham Park Clubhouse, and you rented the Allingham Park Clubhouse, and that was a big deal, and they were going to have a party on Saturday morning. And so I go home, I tell my mom, hey, I got invited to a birthday party, and I have the, the invitation. And so it's Saturday morning, and, and the birthday party is going to be at the Allingham Park Clubhouse. And so we went to Gibson's to get her a birthday present, this little girl. So we go to Gibson's, and they had, I still remember, the Jungle Book giant coloring book. And it, it was about a three foot by two foot, the Jungle Book giant coloring book. And I, and I go into Gibson's, and I think, that's what we should get this little girl. So we get her that. We go home, and we got about an hour before the party, and I'm in my room, and I have that coloring book, and I start looking at it, and I think, that's the, <laughs> I kind of like this coloring book. And I start looking at the coloring book, and I go get my crayons, and you know what, I'm just going to color this one page, and I decided, and I came out and told my mom, I don't want to go to that birthday party. And she said, you want to go to the birthday party? And I said, no, I'm going to keep the coloring book. And I don't know why, but she let, me, she let me do that, and I kept the coloring book. I colored all afternoon. I colored on Sunday afternoon, uh, all, the, all those guys. And then here's what happened on Monday. I got to school, and, and there's, there's 14, 15 in the class, and there's another little girl, and I walked up and said, hey, did you go to the birthday party? And she said, no, I didn't go. And there was another little boy who lives, <laughs> lived up here on Paradise Street, and I said, hey, did you go to that birthday party? And he said, no, I didn't go. And after talking around the room, guess what? Nobody went to the birthday party. And I was just a little first grade kid, and I, it, it made me think, Dad gum coloring book. There's something about us that we are not generous, and we're stingy. And if you got something I want, it, and if I got something I want to keep it, and, and so it takes a deliberate act to be generous. Nobody told me to be that way, and it was just built into my little selfish self. So I finished up with steps to being a generous person. It's not natural. It's not normal. We do want to honor God. We do want to imitate Christ. We do want to bless others. So steps to being a generous person. If you're not generous naturally, which none of us are, I don't believe, here are some steps. I wrote down five steps. There may be a sixth one. First step is this, pray and ask God to give you a generous heart. It is not normal, but God's the God that changes hearts. So you pray and you ask God, God, I want to be generous. I, I'm naturally not, but God, I want to be generous. And guess what? God will empower that spirit of God inside. You will lead that and he will bless that prayer. So the first thing you do, and you got to do it. You got to be deliberate. God, empower me, lead me 
to be a generous person. First step is this. Pray and ask God to give you a generous heart. Second is this. Be aware of those around you who you can bless. Or very simply, see needs. I think we're in a lot of times such a hurry and so self-focused that we're missing the needs of others. You actually have to go through life and go, I remember when I couldn't pay that bill. I remember when I didn't have that money. I remember when we had to do it that at certain times. Hey, I see what it is to bust a car tire and not, not have $100. Be aware of those around you who you can bless, which means this, see needs. Third is this, be deliberate. Be deliberate. I wrote this, make plans to be generous and then do it. All things have to come to a point that you either do it or don't do it. And you can say, I want to be generous. I'm even praying that I would be generous. You're going to have to actually say, I'm going to be generous, and I'm going to make a point, and I'm going to make a plan. Hey, I've set this aside. I'm ready. I'm, I'm able to do something. Be deliberate, and then do it. Don't talk about it, then do it. Fourth is this, and we, we see it in a couple other things that we see in Proverbs. The fourth thing is this. Take care of your resources so you're able to help when needed. Uh, if you spend all your money, you're not going to be able to be generous. If you've given away or, 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 or monkeyed away all of your resources, you're not going to be able to be generous. And so you know what? You're to be careful. You're to work. You're to save. You're to plan. You're to, you're to take care of your business financially so when a need comes up, hey, I'm able to help out with that. I'm able to be a blessing. So it, it's more than just, hey, I would like to be, but I'm not able to be. Pray about it. Be aware of those that have needs. See the needs. Be deliberate. Actually put it into practice. And then take care of your resources so you're able to help when needed. The last one is this. The fifth one is this. Remind yourself frequently that your love for God is shown by your generosity toward others. Sometimes you think, my love for God is shown in how I sing or how I attend church or, or maybe even how I tithe or some other aspect of worship. Remind yourself frequently your love for God is shown by your generosity toward others. You know what? We need to be reminded. Do you love God? Do you want to show God? The Bible says it's pleasing to him to be generous. And so remind yourself, hey, that's what the Proverbs teach. Hey, I want to be a generous person. I want to imitate Christ. Remind yourself your love for God is shown by your generosity toward others. Those are the five I wrote. Pray, be aware of those in need, be deliberate, take care of your resources so you can't help. Remind yourself your love for God is shown by your generosity toward others. And then here's one more I thought as I was, as I was getting ready to leave my office. To me, this is a great help. Be around others who are generous. And I, I'm going to tell you what, it, I, maybe it's just me, but a lot of times I'm a lot like the folks that I run with. And so if you're with folks and they say, I wouldn't help them, well, they've got blah, 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 and I, and I know what they did with that, it, it brews that in me, and I start to say the same thing. And then when I'm with somebody and they're generous, I think I want to be generous like that. Be around others who remind you of the truth that, to love God is shown by your generosity to other folks. All right, that's our lesson for tonight. I'm going to ask if you'll stand. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer and we'll be dismissed.
All right, let's pray. Dear Father, we come and we're thankful for this night. We're thankful for a good day. We're thankful for a good week. We're thankful for rain. Uh, we're thankful for your gracious hand uh, that's blessed us with, with many good things. We're thankful for our homes. We're thankful for our vehicles. We're thankful for our families. Uh, we're thankful for our kids, our grandkids, some of us. Uh, we're thankful for a church. We're thankful for the provision of your word. Most of all, we're thankful for a Savior, Jesus, who you in great generosity and great graciousness give to us as sinful people. Lord, I pray that we would take this to heart. I pray we would honor you in our generosity, that we would imitate you in our generosity, and that you'd be pleased with both. Lord, I pray for our kids that the world's going to teach them something different. I pray that they learn the truth tonight. Pray for our youth and the, and the world's going to show them an attitude that's different. I pray that they learn the truth tonight. And then I pray that you are, you are glorified, you are known in all of it. Lord, I pray for our church. Bless it, use it. Pray for those that are ill, those that are suffering, uh, those that are sick. Pray for those going through tough stuff, financial stuff, relationship stuff. Uh, all of these things, you know them, you see them, uh, you are answered. So we turn it over to you. And then we just end by saying, we're thankful that you're good, that you're gracious, that you're kind, that you're just, that you're holy, that you're generous. And we praise you. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.